Welcome to the No Budget Indie Film Cast, where we dip into the independent film universe to highlight those little films that you not, might not have heard about elsewhere. Or will you agree with our panel or will our panel agree with each other? Tune in to find out. I need to start doing like a vocal warm up or something before I start saying that. Okay. Yeah, something to do with the lockdown, isn't it? Because people aren't talking as much. Yeah, that's it. Like I'm not talking as much, I notice, you know, during the day. Yeah, except through Zoom or something. So our muscles are you know, shrinking or something. <laughs> Probably it. Like just don't communicate anymore. It's grunts. Uh, okay. We are watching Greener Grass by Jocelyn DeBeer or DeBoer and Don Luby or Luebi or something like that. They co-wrote and co-directed this film. And it's actually originally was a short film that we reviewed a few episodes back and when we found out they did a feature film of it, decided to review it around this time to see how well it does as a feature versus a short. So what it does is it follows the two women, um, Jocelyn and Don, as they, they're kind of competitive towards, towards one another in a um, bizarre suburban world that kind of, the way I was thinking of it is, imagine if David Lynch directed an episode of Leave it to Beaver, but it was also in color and very colorful and high def. So everyone lives in this little kind of suburban community. Uh, the husbands are interchangeable and they actually interchange at one point. Child becomes a dog. Uh, they ride around in golf carts. And um, it's just kind of a bizarre world of weirdness and relationship between the two women as one woman is constantly trying to uh, get everybody to like her and then the other woman is kind of taking advantage of that. I, it was interesting because as a short film, I really liked it. I thought it was really brilliant and enjoyable. And as a feature film, all of those jokes that were in the short film were also in the feature. But I don't know if they fully held up in the form of a feature film. Uh, it made it, you know, you, you kind of, you saw when something happened that in the short, and you're like, okay, that's cool. That happened in the short. But then it just kind of draws it out longer and longer. And um, the story felt a bit light to me in the feature film. What made it a little bit more enjoyable, I think, was just the weirdness of it. Uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, this film, it's, it wouldn't be everyone's cup of tea. Some people would turn it on and not like it. Um, when I watched the short, I, I, at first I got a bit of a shock thinking, this is crazy. Yeah, but I actually really enjoyed it in a weird, bizarre way. So I didn't know if they made a feature of it until you told us. And I preferred the feature, I think, mm. because I got to know the characters more. Um, I think as well, it, it is it is so bizarre. But if you kind of stick with it and buy into that bizarreness, it is absolutely fascinating. It's a film you'd watch twice, I think, because you get some of the stuff more. It's, it's like as if you take someone who is, who is too nice or, um, you know, is a bit of a doormat and taken to the extreme because when the character is Jill, is Jill the main character? Isn't she? Jill. Yes. What's the name again? Um, uh, I think it's Jill, is it? Um, Lisa. Uh, so Jill is the dark haired oh. girl and Lisa is the blonde girl. Ah, so Jill is like, she's the walkover. She's the, the doormat, the pleaser who will do anything to be liked. Mm -hmm. So if you take that to the extreme, even there's, um, at the opening, she, she, she gives away 
her baby to her friend, her friend asks her, oh, can I have your baby? You know, or, do you, or she offers her baby to her friend. So it, it was, and, and she takes, takes the baby and she doesn't give it back to Jill. Um, and it's so bizarre. It, it's, it's crazy. And they're living in this kind of Stepford House, Stepford Wives, Desperate Housewives mm-hmm. looking set. Um, and one, they're living in a bubble. It's weird. They all, drive, they all drive around in carts. And at one moment they leave the uh, jail leaves that the bubble and she goes out to the outside it and, and then returns to it with kind of a slightly different perspective but it's kind of interesting and one thing I found kind of hard to understand a little bit and I had to look up a review another review afterwards was the observer there's a really weird observer guy slash woman and it kind of unravels that was a bit tricky to understand yeah so some aspects were a bit tricky but if you kind of buy into the bizarreness you you really enjoy it another thing as well is i thought the look of it i love the look of it and the costumes the costumes they were so colorful and everything was so highly color graded um it it it, it really really created this world like it wasn't just half done even um just the 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 the, the props and the food and and they're all wearing braces. It, it's really bizarre. And, and sometimes you think, oh, did I, did I miss a bit? Because the husband swapped. And then the one moment the, the baby is, is a boy and it's a girl again. And so you get a little bit confused. It's like I blinked and it's like, oh, did I miss that? Did I make a mistake? Did I, did I think that child was a, a girl, not a boy? Or is this, it was, but they do, they, do, they do that on purpose. Um, but it, I, I just really admire these actresses who, I think they started off in this improv group, the Upright Citizens Brigade. It's like an improv group. And, and then they, they wrote and directed this as a short and then it turned into a feature. But I, I was really impressed with it. Yeah, well, I, I'm a little bit conflicted by this film because I, I absolutely loved this short film. I thought it was, it was really great. Uh, from what I remember, I think I gave it full marks. And I'm a bit like you, Milo. I wondered whether there was enough there to stretch it into a feature. Uh, it's interesting to get your perspective on that, Claire, actually. Uh, like it, it covers it covers a lot of the same ground. Obviously, you have this sort of, uh, as you say, sort of step with advice, uh, feel about it. You have this, this, this sort of weird, bizarre, vacuous kind of take on like modern suburbia and and it, it really sort of take, takes a sort of a, a carving knife you know and cuts through like the the the, 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 the fakeness of it and the, the passive aggressive kind of competition um and it really sends it up very well and yeah uh, say you have this one character who's who's totally naive and eaten up by it all you know so it, it is very well observed like that as far as the humor goes um as they like the, the, the same jokes were there definitely uh i got the feeling some of them they, they kind of dragged them out a little bit too much for instance with it with the dog because i'd seen the short yeah i knew that was coming anyway so it didn't have that sort of impact on me so and then it kind of felt at times okay they're kind of pushing this joke a little bit but at the same time I did laugh out loud you know at some of the gags you know I thought you know it was, it was, it was really really funny I think there was one line I think one of my favourite lines was uh, when she's talking to the husband Jill and she says you know are you mad at me for 
giving the baby away. And he goes, well, you should have talked to me first. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was hilarious. You know? So, uh, um, so like, you know, it, it's, it, you know, I take on board what you said about it there, like flesh and head characters and all of it. I, 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 I'm not sure was there really enough material there for a feature, but still, and all like I think it was, it was, it's it's unique. It's a unique film in a lot of ways. Yeah, you really have to just watch it and buy into the world. You know, you you can't be like, oh, that would never happen, or that would. You know, you just have to accept that this is the reality of the world that they live in. Um, but it's interesting because it is this very own bubble of their world and it was interesting how the girl did leave the bubble for a little bit and has an interaction with another person is like what the fuck like get out of here crazy lady <laughs> and uh and and goes back to the bubble with kind of like this realization like oh the, the world's a little different and the thing is she looks so perfect in the bubble like she's you know perfect makeup hair clothes and when she leaves it and she comes back her hair is a mess you know her stuff is torn she's kind of changed perspective a little bit and actually one, one of my favorite things as well there was a scene where a girl has has um died and they're doing like a vigil for her and, and then the, the sister comes out like, there's really good actually minor characters in this that weren't in the the short but um the girl who died sister comes out and she Yes, uh, she asked the girl who died's ex-boyfriend to come up and and talk about her. But he he isn't really an ex-boyfriend. He only knew her for like a very short space of time. And he's with his new girlfriend. And he goes up and he he tries to talk about you know the girl who died. And it, it's just it's and he can't really say much about her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's it's really mm-hmm. awkward. And uh, it's it's a lovely little scenes like that in it that you have you have space to explore that you didn't have in the short film. So I think it works in both. Did you yeah, recognize you who that it. guy was? Who? Is he Femmes? Is he Femmes? Uh, it's Jim Cummings Is from uh, Thunder Road. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. You can say, Claire, that it, it, it gives them the chance to explore these minor characters. Mm-hmm. But you can also say, well, they needed something to fill out. The, yeah, to... they did. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I suppose, yeah. Like, it, it was... Because it was like they they took everything that was in the short and they're like, okay, we have everything that's in the short. So now we need to like space it out. And so we just got to fill in the space in between each of the bits that were in the short. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I had some, had some running gags there as well. But uh, like, I mean, that, 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 I suppose that scene you talked about, it emphasized kind of the egotistical nature of, of the, of the society that they were in, this bubble that they were in. Everybody was all about themselves you know, and it was all about like uh, their 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 desires and wanting to be want to be better than their neighbors, want to be better than their friends. And even though like it, it was supposed to be a vision for her dead sister, like she kept just kept talking about herself. You know? Yeah, and that was it yeah. in microcosm. <laughs> what, what that whole film was about. And then when 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 Jim Cummings' character came on, and then he he's talking about his new girlfriend. You know, <laughs> you know, it's just it was just brilliant. It was, um, I think what they're doing is they're taking, like, say, say there's a scene about the dinner, they go out for dinner, and, um, and and they're afraid to offend anyone, like, even though they're probably burning up with anger inside. And the waiters, they, they the dinner, they accidentally drop the, their food on the ground. And instead of, like, giving out to the waiters, um, they actually sit on the ground and start eating from the floor. So that's taking it to the extreme of they don't want to offend the waiters. So I think well, that's I think, I think it's not that they don't want. I don't think it's not that they don't want to offend the the waiter. 
is that they don't want they don't want to be seen to offend. You know, they're more worried yeah, about their own. Yeah. So yeah, they internalize actually, everything, and yeah. uh, they see that they're you know they're wearing these these fake smiles the whole time. Yeah, you know? and so it's 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 false. Like they're really they're inside they're raging the whole time. You know, but it's this it's this game everybody's trying to play. It was funny. Um, I was watching another review, and these guys they thought in Sundance. Um, and, and the guy's children went up to the actors. They did a, the actor did a Q&A and one of the actresses pretended it w- wasn't her in, in the film. It was, she was someone else. She kind of, they, they kind of lived, you know, she pretended she was a librarian and she wasn't on screen. You know, <laughs> she kind of tried to mess with people in real life. And, and they said then after watching it as well, they were up till 5 a.m. debating it. So, <laughs> wow. you know, so, so it's a film that I think that you could just go on discussing for maybe a few hours because there is it, it, it is a film you'd watch twice, I think, because you'd see different things and, and what they're getting at. But apparently they, they were saying in the review that the actors, they, they won't, they didn't, they, they wouldn't explain about some of the scenes, even though they knew what they were about. So they want the audience to, to make up their own mind. It's kind well, of interesting. That's- that's that's standard, isn't it? Like for yeah, yeah. director not to explain, let let people work it out. I mean, it hasn't David Lynch? He's, he never he's never explained Mulholland Drive, for instance. That's the best of my knowledge. Right, yeah. I, I definitely think though you have to go in with this. If you watch this film, and just um, some people would absolutely hate it. They they would just think this is absolutely too bizarre for me. And at first, when I was watching the short version, I was like, oh god, I don't like this. But then when when you commit to watching it. And, and give it your full attention and, and you're, you're sucked into the world. I think it's fascinating. Yeah, and even though it's, it's, a, it's, it's on the surface, it's a comedy, like there is something very disturbing about it, you know. It, it, is, it is sort of a tragic comedy, really. Uh, and it, you do have this sort of sense of sort of unease, I guess, it leaves you with a sense of unease and, you know, sadness, I suppose, for the, for the jail character, you know, that... That she's just so destitute in the end. <laughs> True. I, I think as well, you can tell um, a lot of this came out of impro- improvisation because these actors come from an improv background. But I think with a lot of the scenes, that you can, you can, there's one with a football and um, the girl just takes it up and then she, all of a sudden she's pregnant and everyone believes her. Like everyone goes along with it. There's no questioning that it's just football. Mm. So that was, I'd say a lot of this, it looks like these actors did improv workshops and there's all these props around and that was one thing that came out of it it looks like that yeah i think that was kind of one of the if i remember correctly we talked about that during the short film as well was we were thinking you you definitely get that vibe of improv of the whole like let's just go along with whatever's happening and we're just going to go along with it as if it's normal and you know and do the whole yes and we're going to play along and uh they definitely keep that going throughout the entire thing. Like, like you mentioned the dinner scene where the food falls on the floor rather than being like, no, and get mad at it. They're like, okay, yep. We'll just play along and eat the food or yeah, just any of the random stuff. The dog, of course, when the boy turns into a dog, it's like, we'll just go right along with it and keep living like our little boy is a dog. Well, in actual fact, uh, that happened many years ago. I was uh, staying in, the, in this hotel, this cheap hotel. And I asked for a sandwich one evening, a toasted ham and cheese sandwich. And I was waiting ages to get to get an eye and I asked again for it. And uh, finally they brought it out to me, you know, put the plate down for me. Thanks very much. And then when I when I lifted it up, the underside of it was just burnt to a crisp. It was charcoal black, you know. 
and I, I should have handed it back, but I just went, I ate it, you know. I just, you know, I, uh, I, I just didn't have the nerve to complain about it, you know. I just wanted to, I just, yeah, it's very Irish to do that. I mean, I don't know about Americans, but Irish people, we hate complaining. Like mm-hmm. we, we would talk about people behind their back and we'd, we'd give out about the restaurant. But we would, if someone, if the waiter comes over to us and asks everything okay, even though if it was horrible, we'd say, yeah, yeah, no problem. Thank you so much. Yeah. We, we just hate complaining. <laughs> it's just... And it, and it was so it's... obvious that they, they knew that they'd screwed up, like, and then they tried <laughs> to hide it, you know? And I just went along with it, like a sap. Well, I guess you could be worried maybe they'd do something to it if you sent it back as well. Yeah, I know. Who knows? Well, it's interesting with this as well, actually. It's, it's just everyone is so gullible. Like, it's probably play on gullibility, mm-hmm. the way people believe, like, the girl is pregnant and everyone goes along with it and the dog is a dog. And I must say as well, the teacher in it, she's from this place called The Good Place. Anyone seen that? Yeah, yeah. It's I with Ted Danson. Yeah. And she was called Mrs. Human. And she had a, a kind of a weird backstory as well. So that was kind of interesting, I thought. Yeah, I was super happy when I saw her in the film too. I'm like, oh, she's fantastic. Um, I can't think of her name at the moment. Uh, so you wouldn't know her name, but you definitely know her face. Yeah. Well, if you've seen The Good Place, you'd know her. I mean, because yeah, she's fantastic in that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Should we wait it? Read it? Who wants to go first? Hey, I'll go. So I thought it was a very unique film that could be nearly come become cult status, you know, in, in eventually. And it's really good, really well acted, uh, really beautiful looking and great costumes and biz- crazy, bizarre and kind of unique. So I'll give it four out of five. Okay. Um, well, like I said, I, I, I gave it short five stars, but I don't know, I don't know if I can give this five stars as much as I liked it. Uh, I, I actually... Before our discussion, I, I was I was leaning towards sort of a uh, the sort of mid table sort of a ranking, but um, kind of on reflection, I think as much out of loyalty to the, the concept and the the short and everything with that, I think I will give it four stars too. You know what's funny is I was the same thing. I was leaning towards probably a three prior to our discussion, but as yeah. we went through it, I kind of feel like I like it a bit more now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> It's um, a grower. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. So I'm going to go four as well, actually. So oh, yeah. yeah, I think we're all going to fours all the way around, people. Well, we dragged that four idea. Yeah. yeah. Woo. <laughs> all cool. right. Film cast audience, uh, we really enjoyed this film. So we'd recommend you check it out. It is called Greener Grass. And it is by uh, two people whose names I've now forgotten. Uh, Joycelyn DeBoer and Don Luebi. If you watch it, be sure to let us know what you think by visiting us on social media at No Budget Show. We're on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Or, of course, feel free to leave a comment or review on this video or podcast if that's where you're listening to it. And with that, we will say see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.